Welcome to Brain Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy MP. Each episode will bring you a new topic or interview related to brain health and wellness as part of my mission to help you on the path to a healthier, happier brain. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brain Wellness, the podcast. My guest today is Dr. Mary Sanders. She has over 25 years of experience as a self-employed businesswoman and consultant, and 15 years ago, she experienced burnout firsthand and crashed hard. At that time, she didn't have the necessary tools or resources to navigate the difficult period in her life, so she panicked and ran away to the other side of the world. Now she is wholeheartedly committed to supporting women who want to transform the way they show up in this world and experience thriving health, happiness, and purpose, utilizing the tools of energy medicine, chiropractic, functional blood chemistry analysis, and positive psychology. Dr. Mary earned her doctorate in chiropractic from Logan College of Chiropractic in St. Louis, Missouri. She completed her, her certificate in positive psychology from the Whole Being Institute in Lenox, Massachusetts, and studied under Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. In addition, she completed her master's in intuition medicine from the Academy of Intuition Medicine in Sausalito, California, and studied under Dr. Francesca McCartney there. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mary. Thank you, Mandy. It is my honor, truly my honor to be a guest today. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you for showing up in this beautiful world, explaining to people how important it is to take care of their brain. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I So I've been doing this in total for 24 years in healthcare, uh, first as a nurse and then now as a nurse practitioner. And I just, I feel called to to help people with their brains. And this uh, platform of doing podcasting now is just a great way to do it, to get out there to even more. And I love bringing people on like yourself that have different aspects of it so that we can um, talk together and talk about how everything comes together because we are all part of one big team. That is true. So, that yeah. is true. Yep. So thank you so much for being here. So first off, my first question for everybody is always, what is your story? How'd you get here? And why does brain health interest you? Yeah, Mandy, thank you so much for asking that question. You alluded to it in the intro, and I was dead serious. 15 years ago, I did blow up my world Mm -hmm. because I was burnt out. I had had it. I was at my wit's end. My physical body just could not tolerate it anymore. My relationships were suffering, and my husband talked me into moving to Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. And uh it's Mandy. I want to call you yeah. Mindy. So it's okay. <laughs> and and Mandy, when we were there, I have to be honest with you. When we when we landed on the other side of the world, I was like, "Who am I? Yeah. What am I doing here? What's my purpose? What do I stand for?" And I went through a huge identity crisis. I really, um, it was super hard for me without my professional identity and my 5,000 square foot office and my <laughs> facility, you know, my satellite office and my large staff. I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. And I ran away from <laughs> being in, in Vietnam. You're going to start to notice a pattern here. <laughs> and so I went down to Bali to wrap up my yoga teacher's training. And it was during that time, I spent 30 days down there, I was by myself, and I was just really in a space where I could hear myself think. Mm -hmm. So through movement in yoga, I got into meditation. So for the first time in my life, I actually had time, Mm -hmm. I could, you know, just sit for 30 minutes and not feel guilty that I was not being perceivably productive. Yeah. 
So I came back from Bali into Vietnam and I spent more and more time meditating on a daily basis. And I started to realize that something was really magical was happening within me. And I became curious. And Mandy, I was wondering, I was like, what is actually happening? And I sat there and I had an aha one day and I realized that I knew the body extremely well from the neck on down. I knew the physical body inside and out as the direct result of being a chiropractor for all of those years. And so then I started to wonder what was happening within the space between the ears, what was happening within the brain that meditation was so profoundly affecting. So I did what any logical person would do living in Vietnam. I decided that I wanted to go and study underneath Dr. Talbin Shahar in upstate New York. So I would fly from Vietnam to upstate New York, and I wanted to dive into the neuroscience behind psychology. And from there, I got into the plasticity of the brain. Mm -hmm. And then I got into why some people thrive and why some people don't. And I just was fascinated, truly fascinated by the capabilities of the brain. Mm -hmm. So that's what it kind of came down to. And then several years later, I was like, okay, I've got the human body really well. And I've got the mental body really well. What's happening within the energetic body that contributes to the brain health? And that's where I started to tap into stored memories and how trauma gets stored within the brain as well. So now I have a multiple kind of a multi-tiered approach to what happens within the brain and why the brain is so critically important to us. Yeah, you covered on so many things that have been fascinating to me as well. <laughs> that whole connection of why some people thrive and one pe- some people don't. It's just amazing. There's so many different factors that come into play. Um, trauma has been something that's kind of popped up on the last several interviews that I've done. And that's a huge factor for so many people. But yet, even with histories of trauma, you can have two people that have similar histories, but they their resolve and their their ability to overcome those things is so different. You can seek two completely different people. So that is so very true. I believe that the central nervous system is brilliant that way. And including, you know, the polyvagal theory and the responses as to how we, how we're wired. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that it's the, you know, an electromagnetic circuitry that we're just now beginning to really understand scientifically. Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole nother realm of the science that has yet to be proven. Yeah. That's what I love about neurology too, about working with the brain is that it's, we don't know everything yet. This is the one final frontier that we don't know everything yet. That is so true. And coming from a seasoned, you know, a person whose specialty has been in within (laughs) neurology for all these years. I mean, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Yep. There's just so much we don't know. And, and all of these different connections of, of the energies in our body. So many people don't know that we have electricity in our body all the time. So all of the, the electrical things that we have around us have an impact on our own body's electricity. And just knowing that and, and how it interferes with the electricity in our brain that allows us to do all the things that we're supposed to do at all times. That's a huge area I could probably go off on tangents Mm -hmm. forever today but um and that's a good tangent to good that's a good tangent to go off on yeah (laughs) it really is oh my gosh that's probably a whole another show in itself um but i i love how you how you took that time to find yourself kind of bringing it back to to what we were talking about at the beginning getting off the tangents um 
how you took that time to find yourself. Not everybody takes that time to do that. What, what was it in you that, that told you that that was okay? Hmm. You know, I have to say, Mandy, if I was consciously given the choice, like I would not have taken that time had I been here in the United States and been a uh, self-employed businesswoman, I would not have taken that time. I simply wouldn't have. But when you're in on the other side of the world and you're in Vietnam and you don't know the language and you have time on your hands and you're not physically working that was the universe's way of gifting me the opportunity. Now, did I resist it? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I had my struggles every step of the way. But when I finally surrendered, I realized what a beautiful healing opportunity that um, was presented to me. Yeah. Yep. It's it's amazing what can happen when we listen to those universe signals. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. So very true. So you took the time to find yourself. You took the time to, to find out about all these energy practices. Um, what, why do you think you felt burnt out? Now, this is a really big topic, like huge now if, with the whole COVID world, because burnout in the hospital is so much different now than it was even sure. before COVID, but just burnout in general, you were doing what you loved. People wonder, how can you get burnt out in that? No, goodness gracious, you've hit a very good topic. Okay, so um, yes, I was doing what um, I love to do. Now, a couple of different things. Um, I'm compelled to share with you that I knew at a very, very, very young age that I was put on this earth in order to use my hands, to have my hands on people. So I was very intuitively guided to become a chiropractor. And I love the art and I love the philosophy and I love the science behind chiropractic mm-hmm. and I loved adjusting. So I, I don't know how this happened, but in a short amount of time, I transitioned from the artistic I, I te- technician that I considered myself to be as a chiropractor into a more uh, pronounced businesswoman. So I shifted away from the love and the art of the practice into the business aspects of it. And the business aspects of it is what essentially created the burnout. Now you said, well, what signs, what signals did I have as a direct result of being burnt out? And there were a multiple, a multiple amount of signals. So physically, physically, I literally blew out my adrenals. So I was experiencing fatigue. I was unable to exercise, which is how I managed my stress back in the day. I was unable to regulate my entire endocrine system. So hormonally, I was just out of whack. Mentally, I was incredibly depressed. I was not thriving by any means, although... Mandy, I have to share with you, it looked from the outside, it looked like I was thriving, but I was miserable. So that's mentally what was happening. And energetically, I was completely depleted. Now, I know you can appreciate what I'm about ready to say, and that is in the service industry, 
in the service industry, we are taught to give, 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 give everything at our expense to serve our patient mm-hmm. or clients or customers, whatever service industry that you may be in. But in healthcare, that's like the unspoken motto. And unfortunately, if you deplete yourself energetically, then it leaves you with no reserve. And what I learned, and this is fascinating, Mandy, I'll share this with you, and that when I was in energy school, the first technique that they taught us, two, the first two techniques have served me, like I wish they would have taught it in chiropractic school. (laughs) Like this should have been something that you learned when you were in nursing school. And the first one was just how to ground just how to connect into the earth's frequency, because that's the most sustainable frequency that we as humans have available to us. And the second thing was a technique which was called neutral separation. So basically at the end of the night, at the end of your shift, you think about and you just cluster the people that you've had interactions with that day and you gift them back any energy that you may have shared with them. And in return, you rightfully receive the energy that belongs back to you. And so that really kind of builds up your life force energy so that you don't physically feel depleted. Mm-hmm. So you take the combination of all those various different facets of my burnout, and that's really what I was like, this can't be, this can't be everything. This is not life. This is not the life that I signed up for. This can't be, this can't be it. This just can't be it. So all of that and then the universe gifting me with that opportunity is what allowed me the healing space to overcome burnout. Now, I realize that not all all of the listeners have that luxury, (laughs) but I would encourage them to, you know, just as I mentioned, to ground every day and to get connected with the earth, even in the midst of winter when everybody is, (laughs) you know, suffering from seasonal affective disorder, you know, try to get connected. Um, There are so many different tools or um, ancillary products that are you know, uh, that can create the earth frequency that we can either stand on or sit on or sleep on or be at our computer with. So we can stay grounded, literally, and connected mm-hmm. to the earth frequency. That's my first tip. And then the mm-hmm. second one is to take take 20 minutes, take 30 minutes to meditate. And if you're one of those listeners who says, oh my goodness, I couldn't even possibly afford 10 minutes, Mm-hmm. then you are absolutely the person that needs to be listening to to me. And instead of taking 20 and 30 minutes, take 40 or 50. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm going to take that apart just a little bit. So that grounding part, I learned of that really recently myself, just in the last couple of years, listening to podcasts on my own, trying to expand my own personal knowledge. We don't get taught that in nursing school, medical school, chiropractic school, none of that. They don't teach us that skill. That's one of those outside things. That's not our, our typical medical realm, but that grounding, should be. it should be, it should be. Absolutely. I think back to when I was a kid and I grew up on a farm, 40 acres. I went out running outside all the time with no shoes on, running in the grass, playing in the grass, doing everything out there, running around with the dogs. And I didn't have health issues like I like I developed as an adult. And we don't go run around barefoot outside anymore. Well, in Minnesota, it's, we have several feet of snow outside and <laughs> negative, negative degree weather. So it's not really... <laughs> uh, 
accustomed to going outside and, and grounding that way. So I'm glad for all of those other other machines and, and things that we have to bring into our life for that purpose. Uh, but that's so important. And so many people don't know about that importance. So that's huge. I love that one. Um, and then, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought on the last part of what you were talking about. I'm going to have to come back to that. I should have written it down. I was listening. So that's okay. Yep. Um, I'm sure it'll come up again. There was another topic that I wanted to touch on, but we'll keep going. Um, so burnout happens. Not everybody has the ability to go off to Vietnam and spend extra, extra time and, and find themselves. Um, I love the, the tips that you gave. Oh, the meditation yoga. That's exactly where I was going. Um, the people that, that, say they don't have the 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever to, to meditate. I bet they're on their phone scrolling and not thinking about how much time they spend on there. And they could easily translate that to that time spent in their head instead of on the screen. That's one way that I would suggest I kind of add on to that recommendation you were talking about too. So kind of staying on that, that topic of burnout, because it is so common to see now, um, I see my colleagues in the hospital leaving all the time because they're burnt out. They're moving to something else. Even the nurses on the floor are moving to clinic jobs instead so that they don't have that same kind of burnout energy that they're getting in the hospital. We see it all the time. We are born and bred, I think, to just work hard. How how can we change that mindset? How you were able to kind of change that mindset a little bit for yourself. How can we get into that mindset that where we know it's okay to not constantly burn ourselves at both ends? Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost, I must say, and I can say that that's a very strong Midwestern quality. <laughs> Good hard work ethics, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I was born and raised in Illinois, so I can say that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that what I what I hope collectively as a society, I hope we get to a point where we don't have to go through this great resignation where we are right now yeah. um, as the direct result of COVID or whatever circumstances that the that um, unfortunately globally we we've ex uh, experienced over the last couple of years. But I really hope collectively that we can be more conscious of our choices and that we are and do operate in this world at a pace where we can actually listen to our physical bodies mm -hmm. because our body is so intelligent, so uniquely beautiful that if we just slow down long enough to hear it, it mm -hmm. will speak to us. And so in that dream world that I live in, you know, yeah. hoping that people will slow down. I think that there's room for people to make conscious choices mm -hmm. before they get to the point of extreme physical exhaustion, the extreme cynicism that they may have for their work environment, before they get to the place where they doubt their professional efficacy. I I hope and I really do, I do intend that there's going to be a shift because no one person should have to go through those various different phases of burnout mm -hmm. um, in order to, you know, all anybody really wants is to be seen, to be valued, to be understood and heard and loved. That's really the, at the end of the day, if we could just get a little bit of that, I think it would go a long ways. Mm -hmm. A little appreciation goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason. Uh, are you familiar with the five love languages? No, I'm not. Oh, that's something that you should definitely look into as well. It's um, 
kind of a, a side topic to this, but it's it's knowing how how you interact with other people, how you like to be interacted with. One of those is words of affirmation. So one of those five love languages is words of affirmation. And that can be how you like to show love to other people or how you like to get love. And that words, that can be in a, a, a yeah, romantic relationship. It can be in a business relationship, anything like that. So words of affirmation is huge. And there's, that's a reason why it's one of those top five, because it can, it can make or break your social ability, your mental ability, your professional ability at work. If you're talking about professional relationships, if you are not getting that need met, and that's what, that's where that language comes in. So, um, I think it's, I think it might just be the five love languages.com pretty easy little website, but it's so cool to be able to figure out what it is that, that you need and where your identity mm-hmm. is that helps to identify just who you are in all of this. And that's part of that kind of grounding too, is figuring out who you are so that you know how best you can present yourself to others. So I look at that one because that, that uh, words of affirmation, it just, it's huge in the workplace as well. I know I perform better when I get the acknowledgement for what I do in work. Um, my, my patients do it all the time, but it's, you want it from your colleagues too. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah. true. So yeah. true. So now that you are on the other side of this burnout and you've gone through all that education, what are some of the things that you have, have put into your daily practice that help you keep yourself in a healthy state of mind? Sure. Well, my, I have a few non-negotiables in my world. And one of my non-negotiables is that I have my personal time. I have my morning routine, my morning practice, meaning I don't open my phone. I don't do any kind of business transactions or uh, before 10 a.m. Now, that means that I'm up at 515 that means that I'm doing my, my yoga practice or my, my exercise followed by my meditation, followed by whatever breath work that I bring to the practice that day, followed by eating well and all those good things that it takes in order for me to feel full of myself before I even start the day. Mm-hmm. So my non-negotiables are meditation every day. So if I can't slow down long enough to tap into that beautiful meditation sanctuary that I know and love, then I get a little irritable. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's the pleasant word that I'm using on the podcast. (laughs) This, the second word, the second non-negotiable for me is sleep, adequate sleep. So that means I'm in bed, literally. Um, embarrassing to admit, but I'm in bed reading by at least 8.30 every night. And many times I get through three pages and then lights are out. But I make sure that my environment is cultivated in for a good night's sleep, meaning that it's locked. You know, there's no um, no light coming in. There's no LEDs. There's there's nothing surrounding me. No Wi-Fi. None of the none of that is within my room. Mm-hmm. So adequate sleep. That's the second thing. And I have to tell you that not drinking alcohol yeah. are is um, something that I do to promote brain health. A good one. A lot of people don't realize how much the effects have on your brain with alcohol too. They just think that is their calming technique or their coping mechanism, but it's not the healthiest. Uh, no, how- it's it's not. And and you know our society, you know, doesn't. Uh, it was a hard it was a hard habit to break. How about that, Mandy? Sure. Yeah, I believe it. 
I believe it. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to have a social life when people would then question, well, why aren't you drinking? Well, you don't have to have a history of alcoholism to stop drinking. It's, there's no, there's no need for it in life. I always tell people I'm just as much fun with, without alcohol as I am with. So I, I don't need it, but <laughs> sure. That's fun to drink, but um, it's definitely not necessary to have that social life. Uh, but it does make things more difficult at times when you're, when you're not, uh, because society sees it as a norm. True. Mm-hmm. So true. But I can personally say that I sleep better. I think better. I um, am more alert in the morning. Um, overall, I don't believe that the alcohol itself nor the sugar does my physical body um, any services. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there yeah. we have it. Yep. <laughs> I had a, a, a stroke patient in the hospital uh, recently who he was telling me he did so many good things with his diet. He had diabetes and he was trying to improve it. And his daughter then asked me, well, what about all the beer that he drinks? Is there sugar? And then I'm like, oh my goodness, let's have this conversation. So uh, yeah, people don't think about, about it and how it affects their body. And it does affect your sleep. So if, if people think that it will help them sleep, but it actually does the opposite. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love that you realize that on your own as well. So good job. Um, what what are you doing with your practice now these days? Wow, that's a that's a wonderful question. It's a loaded question. Yeah. A loaded question. So most recently, Mandy, I think you can appreciate this, is that I launched a podcast mm-hmm. called Energy Medicine. And that is where I invite weekly, I invite practitioners such as yourself to come on to the show to talk about anything that aligns the mind, body, and spirit. So that's the first thing. And I'm super excited about it. And I'm having, I'm actually having a lot of fun and learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the second thing that's happening, I just launched an empowerment membership. And within this membership, I am creating masterclasses on a monthly basis in order to support others, in order to, to, to cultivate more of their, of an awareness of their own healing journey, energetically speaking. Mm-hmm. So we talk about topics such as empathy, what that really feels like, or being a highly sensitive person, or, you know, how to ground and to rejuvenate our energy systems. So those are various different master classes that I offer within the empowerment membership. But I will share what I am most passionate about is that my next upcoming launch of my bounce back from burnout starts in May. And this is a five-month in-depth program where I um, literally hold the space for women to do healing on multiple levels, the physical body, the mental body, and the energetic body to overcome burnout. And it is quite the intensive program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be a virtual program? It's a combination. It's a blended, um, blended online. um, And then we do group programs and we do one-on-one healings and we do all sorts of cool stuff. So most of it is done remotely um, because I'm a non-location specific business. So (laughs) it allows me to hold space for those that live internationally as well as here locally. Yeah. Very cool. That sounds like it's going to be an amazing program. It actually, it has been 
metamorphosized and it has been, you know, each time I deliver it, I get to perfect it and I grow and I learn. And so I'm, I'm just really excited for this next opportunity, this next launch. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully we can get this word out um, so that you might get a few listeners off of here to join you as well. So that would be lovely. Lovely. Yeah. I can tell already that your your listeners are are inquisitive and curious and open-minded just based mm-hmm. upon the topics that you're discussing. So mm-hmm. thank yeah. you for that. Absolutely. This it's been so much fun with the show every week, as I was saying before we started recording. It's I'm learning new things too and uh, it's just, it's so much fun to see all the different ways that, that we can, we can help our brains and make ourselves healthier outside of what people normally think of. So, so true. I love it. I love it. Are there any questions you wish I would have asked today that or anything else that you want to want to add on here at the end before we wrap up? Cause I want to be respectful of your time as well. Wow. Um, let's see. I thought you did a great job with the interviewing process. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Um, I do want to let the listeners know that, um, the best place to stay, uh, connected with me with upcoming events and, you know, to know where I am and what I'm doing is my website. It's a living, breathing organism of its own. Mm-hmm. And that is www.drmarysanders.com. Perfect. I was going to ask you that too. Is there any, if there is any place else that uh, you wanted people to connect with you? Is that the best place to, to then find everything that, that, uh... I think so. Yeah. I'm Perfect. very active on, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook and I post, you know, my uh, snippets of, of the various different, um, podcasts on YouTube and LinkedIn. So I'm out and about. Uh, but I do think that the most accurate place for a comprehensive place for all of my stuff is the website right there. Perfect. Perfect. I will get that all included in the show notes too. So people can that link and get right there. Yeah. Yep. So much fun having you on today, Mary. I think we can just talk forever on some of these topics, um, but I greatly appreciate your insight and, and uh, willingness to share today. Thank you again, Mandy. My honor. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, thank you. Next time. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of brain wellness, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to subscribe, like, and share this with others to help me continue on with my mission to help people live healthier, happier lives. Go to www.brainwellnesssolutions.com to see what I'm up to and get links to all the social medias there. See you next time.